Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot. Hey everyone, welcome back. Episode two of the Pivot Podcast. Pivot Podcast. It's just so fun to say. It is fun. All right, well we've made it to episode two. The one with the sonogram. The one with the sonogram. First, we wanted to talk about why did we choose Pivot? Yeah. Of all things. Let's um, give a little, little background here. Because Friends Fanatics was taken. No, just kidding. <laughs> we were never going to name it that. <laughs> um, we did consider another name. Mm-hmm. I did like it, but it was very complicated. We were going to call it the one with the two Italians. Yeah. Because we're both Italian. We are both Italian. Naturally. And we both really resonate with our Italian heritage. But we thought that that was too far of a take off of Friends and that mostly everyone knows the pivot quote mm-hmm. from, and we'll talk about this when we get to that episode, but when Ross is moving his couch in, everybody can at least understand or remember some piece of that. Yeah. So that's yeah. why we chose pivot. Ross being a complete pain in the ass, trying to get his couch up the staircase Yelling pivot at everybody. Chandler finally telling him to shut up. (laughs) That was a good impression. Thank you. Thank you. I like it. So this episode, we have our writers as David Crane and Marta Kaufman. Our director is again, James Burroughs. And the original air date was September 29th, 1994. Sweet. Same same crew giving us episode two. We're going to give you the episode recap. We're going to take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the Stitch Sisters. Handmade goods are becoming more and more rare these days. You can support our newest sponsor, the Stitch Sisters, and keep handmade artisans thriving. The Stitch Sisters crochet handmade goods, anything from beanies and headbands to Christmas ornaments. Check them out at Etsy at the Stitch Sisters store. Or find them on Instagram at Stitch Sister Store. Welcome back. So episode recap. What happens in this episode, Nat? Um, you know, show opens with the group comparing sex uh, to seeing Pink Floyd in concert with Comedian as the opening act. That is one of the best, like, innuendo things I have ever seen like I love that whole part because it's so funny and at the end you hear Joey go are we still talking about we're still talking about sex we've gotten so off topic are we still talking about sex yeah but I love it because they're and what's so funny is the show opens with it too so they're just Mm -hmm. like again it's like the first episode we're just jumping right into it and I like that a lot yeah they really do that in these beginning episodes of just getting right to the familiarity friends hanging out chatting about nonsense and uh, yeah, my my favorite quote for this is, you see, for us, kissing is just as important as the rest of it. That's from Monica. Essentially, guys, we need the foreplay. You just want to get straight to the point. Yeah. And you're going to be sitting at home alone listening to that album if you don't work on all the other things we're telling you Bring about, back basically. the comedian. Bring back Bring the comedian. Bring back the comedian who opens the show. Comedian represents foreplay. I, th- I blame... I blame general TV and movies for making guys think that they can just go right in. <laughs> I would agree with you. So maybe it's a good thing that they're pointing it out. Hey, bring the comedian in. Bring back the comedian. Bring back the comedian. Yeah. So what yes. I'm going to tell my partner, bring back the comedian. 
Just kidding. <laughs> like All right. Sideways. So we've got some main points here. We've got Ross, Monica, and Rachel with all key storylines. First, let's get into Ross. Ross finds out his lesbian ex-wife is now pregnant. Fun Yikes. stuff. Ross uh, then takes a trip to the gynecologist with Carol and Susan, her lesbian lover. They run through baby names. And this, I don't know, I don't have a baby to name, but I can, I'm interested to know your experience, the the baby names that they have on the table. Oh, God. Okay. So I have a baby. She's mm-hmm. adorable. Uh, she is a little over a year now. But naming a child is probably one of the hardest things you will ever do mm-hmm. because you realize how many people you hate. <laughs> well, we just named our dog and that took months. Right. And then you're like, this is a person. I got to And then you think about all the horrible nicknames that they're going to be called at they're school. They're going to be made fun of. Yes. And you try to keep it as, as easy as possible. So I pretty much hate all of their names. Okay. Minnie. Oh, my God. And exactly. Mouse. I think Minnie Mouse. That Exactly yeah. what Ross says. Minnie Mouse. Marlin. Makes me think of a fish. Fish. Julia. I actually do like Julia. I don't mind Julia, but it's just maybe it's not my cup of tea, but it's not bad. Okay, that's coming off my baby list. See, this is why you don't tell people the baby list names. <laughs> you don't tell them names. Ever. Helen. Ross is right. Helen Geller is <laughs> awful. But then that gets us into the whole discussion about the last name thing. What do you think about the whole discussion with the last names? This, oh, I actually felt really bad for Ross during this because they're saying it's going to be Willick Bunch, which is Carol and Susan's last name. And then Ross is like, uh, hello, I provided the sperm. Like, yeah, that's all you did. But he should be represented as well. So then they say Helen Willick Bunch Geller. I mean, no. And then Ross suggests Geller Willig Bunch and they get mad because they know they're just going to shorten it to Geller. I mean, I mean, I did feel bad for Ross because Susan and Carol are totally cutting him out of this whole process. Right. I, I get it. She's finding herself. She's found somebody that she loves, but you cannot have been dating this woman for that long. And now all of a sudden you're giving your baby's like name to this person i don't know it just it seemed mm-hmm. it seemed odd to it me. was fast yeah it was really fast and so then I ross felt, has no part <laughs> i feel so bad for ross just like you said it made me really sad yeah the the ross storyline pretty much closes with ross hearing the baby's heartbeat for the first time and he's in love yeah. it brings them all together i like it how was hearing the heartbeat for your first oh i guess only child yes for now and i cried i mean it is it is an emotional thing so i i totally respond to what he feels in that moment because it's it is really heartwarming so i like it nice all right well not having a child on my end this next storyline with monica really resonated with me so you know Without throwing my family under the bus too much, essentially, you know, Monica and Ross's parents are coming over for dinner. Monica is chaotic and twirly, to use Phoebe's words, preparing for them. And essentially, that's because Monica's parents, they, they're they relentless. They dig her, mostly her mom, from her cooking, her job, her lack of a boyfriend. And essentially, Ross is the prince that was promised that can do no wrong. It's hilarious it, and sad at the same time. But it really resonates with me because that's exactly how I feel with my brother. I love him so much and my family loves him so much. And it's literally like we could both say the same thing to our mom and I would get in trouble for how I say it versus how he would say it. Like it's it's just different because the prince that was promised. 
That is so funny. So do I get chaotic and twirly. Do you think that that's, so I only have a sister, mm-hmm. but do you think that that's because it's a boy girl thing? I think it's a boy Italian thing. Uh. It, essentially, we love the, the, the men in Italian families are the kings, right? Women are in the kitchen slaving away and guys just get to go eat the meatballs when we're all done. Eat the meatballs. It's just, you know, and he is the baby too. He is younger, but it just goes, it's just like, uh, hello. Um, I'm over here doing really well. Thank you. Yeah. That's funny. But, um, Monica encourages Ross to tell them about his wife being pregnant and a lesbian to take the heat off of her, which to be honest, I think is totally fair, but maybe that's because I'm resonating with Monica. I actually agree with you. I think oh, that good. she should have been like, hey, by the way, can you tell them? Because I don't want to keep this a secret. And can you also tell them this other big news that not only is she a lesbian, but she's pregnant with your child. Mm-hmm. And so basically they're being told that you're about to be grandparents and they come down on Monica. Right. And you knew about this? <laughs> Poor Monica. Her, goes she, back to Monica. It's Monica's fault. She should have told Judy. Dang it. I know it's all it's all about the prince that was promised, but um, again, but a good introduction of Jack and Judy. Yes, hilarious. I know we'll talk about that later. Later. At last, major storyline is Rachel. Rachel has to give back her engagement ring to Barry, but in the process of preparing a lasagna for Monica's dinner with her parents, she has lost the ring in the lasagna. Ugh. Yikes. I have never done that. Like any jewelry or anything, but I can only imagine. Also, can you imagine baking your engagement ring? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty industrial, though. It's probably fine. <laughs> it's probably dirty. It's a good quick way to find out. Is this moissanite? <laughs> or is this actually platinum? <laughs> yeah. But we get a quick scene between Ross and Rachel, between uh, Ra- Rachel losing her ring and the rest of the episode. And you can see that they've already started to um, got, get some chemistry. I like how they're continuing that through. They're really pulling Ross and Rachel together. They're really trying to make sure that we are invested in them getting together, but they don't quite pull the trigger mm-hmm. yet. I, I like that. Yeah. And I, I really liked their conversation. It's quick, but about when things got so complicated, I feel like once I, probably more once I turned 30, it was like, dang, the problems are just on another level and things are complicated. They're not 30 yet, but I realized I was an adult when I could understand somebody talking about retirement plans and taxes. And I was like, oh, I understand exactly what you're saying. And then I was thinking, oh, crap, what has happened to me? (laughs) Nobody wants to talk about retirement plans. And it got complicated real fast. Uh, So Rachel goes to see Barry to give back the ring after she's dug it out um, of the who who digs out the ring. I think Does Phoebe find it? Phoebe who yeah. finds it, yeah. Phoebe finds the ring. And Barry, unbeknownst to us, looks great. He, um, he, We discover that he went on their honeymoon to Aruba with Mindy, who was Rachel's maid of honor, and now they're dating. Oh, God. Could you imagine? I, I mean, I know that Rachel left him, but holy, like, holy shit, that would suck. And it's your best friend. Also, mm-hmm. Mindy. If we're talking, I'm thinking names now that we've been talking about names, not a favorite name, but love for like almost an antagonist in this a little bit. Yeah. Mindy. 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 
But uh, I, I just thought it was funny that we see Barry and he looks quote unquote great. I find like that was funny. He's looks great for a guy from the nineties. He got plugs and contact lenses and that's all it took to zhuzh him up a few notches. He doesn't mind sticking his finger in his eye for Mindy. How romantic. <laughs> gross. That sounds gross. So gross. <laughs> okay. Last, last, not plot or episode, um, episode, but Phoebe has a twin sister who is a waitress. We yes. find out about, will soon be Ursula. Ursula. It's yeah. very interesting. Phoebe and Joey are very periphery characters still. And Chandler yes. is like kind of that weird middle ground. Like he kind of has a role, but he's still like that comic relief. Mm-hmm. And he's a little bit higher up than Phoebe and Joey right now. It, it really is, again, just Ross, Monica, Rachel, big storylines. The The rest of the characters, when you're paying attention, they don't have a lot to do. They're just comedic relief. Yep. So, all right, let's let's give it the Joey sandwich rating. We're going to disagree on this one today. Yay. I, okay. I gave it a two. Ouch. I know. I I think because I hate that scene with Ross and them talking about the last names, and I just feel so bad for Ross. It just makes me uncomfortable. Gives me anxiety. So much anxiety, and I just want to like yell for him, which is good writing because it makes me invested in the character. But... I also get really uncomfortable with Monica's mom and I also want to yell for her. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's not one of those super funny episodes for me and I could take it or leave it. It's an anxiety inducing episode for you. That's what it is. That's why it gets two, uh, two pizza slices for me. Or I guess, are we doing the meatball subs? It's the sandwich rating, but it's, we could change it to pizzas if you want. Joey loves either. They're, it's the <laughs> it's the food of his people. We'll see how we're feeling each day, but okay. I gave it a three. I, I did enjoy this episode. I did like it. I think because probably more I resonated with the Monica storyline and, you know, yeah. I thought it was, I did find that there was some funny, funny quotes in this one. What would be and your... you knew about this? <laughs> I was going to ask what would be your favorite quote. Yep. Oh, so gosh. what did we learn while watching this episode? So I did some research and what was really interesting, kind of digging into Jack and Judy Geller. Jack who... and Judy are played by Elliot Gold and Christina Pickles. Had no idea that that was her name. Love that name for her. That makes me think of Rugrats with the Pickles. Dill Pickles. The Pickles family. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that show. Me too. Um, 90s. So they were originally cast and they stuck around the whole series. Mm -hmm. And this episode, we also meet Susan, Mm -hmm. who's played by Jessica Hecht. And she also sticks around the entire series. Love her character. Absolutely love her. She's so great at the sarcasm. She's great at this witty repartee with Ross. She's a good foil to Ross for sure. So good. Then we meet the first Carol, who was played by Anita Barone. And Anita was actually looking for a series regular role at this time. And instead of sticking around for Carol, which is not a series regular, she actually got cast at the Jeff Foxworthy show is Karen Foxworthy and was on mm. that show for many years. So she actually left and, and did her own thing as a, as a series regular, which is why we see a second Carol come in. To be honest, I think that was a mistake. Really? Just going to say, I don't, I don't know about the Jeff Foxworthy show. If anybody likes it, whatever. If you're going to be Carol on friends, 
that gives you way more notoriety oh, you're in my a, book. A mistake for her. It was a mistake okay. for her. Yeah. Uh, but I actually do like the new Carol that they bring in, who we'll find out in a few episodes. Yes, I actually agree with you. I think that it was a good thing that happened because I'm like the new Carol much more, but we'll mm-hmm. we can talk about that. Yeah. At a later time. Another thing that you notice early, but on a rewatch, are the apartment numbers. Yes. This drove me crazy trying to figure out what was happening for the longest time. And so Monica's apartment is unit five. Joey and Chandler's apartment is unit four. But we do see over the course of the season, this changes. Joey and Chandler go to 19 and Monica goes to 20. This really makes much more sense because they realize that they're on a higher floor. So... Apartments four and five really do not make sense. So good continuity catch, but fun nonetheless. So I love it. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. All right, folks, here we go. Back to the Pivot Podcast. We are going to jump right into my favorite section, (laughs) the bloopers and blunders. And give you some of our moo points. The moo points. The moo points are the best. Things that didn't make sense. Continuity issues. So we've already talked about the apartment numbers, mm-hmm. which is a great mm-hmm. continuity catch, T. I don't know if this is necessarily a continuity piece, but I really hate Carol's line when she goes to talk to Ross about being pregnant. He says, how's the family? And she's like, oh, Marty's still completely paranoid. And what she's doing is it's like this whole thing of she's trying to like put off telling him, Mm -hmm. but you're bringing somebody up that nobody knows. Also, like I, it begs the question, why is he paranoid? Like who is Marty? I just, I hate that line. Yeah. It it is just bizarre. It It, doesn't fit. Take it out. It seems like 80s sitcom stuff. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what it is about it that makes it 80s sitcom to me, but that's how it feels. I don't know Mm why. I don't know. But the other thing and- since we've already talked about being Italian, we're going to continue that theme through this episode. The lasagna. The lasagna. Lord, that lasagna is one little layer. And let me tell you, as an Italian, that is not how lasagna is supposed to look. No, a good Italian knows. That that was BS. That is a thin lasagna. She needs to get her layers going. Well, you Don't. got like one layer noodles. Right. Any meat? Maybe some cheese on top. That's it. I don't think her mom, Judy, would not have approved of that lasagna. <laughs> that That's a criticized worthy lasagna. That had to have been like an inch thick lasagna. I, I would agree. I mean, it's not even half the pan. And I think I get probably why they had to do it. It's not like they could do it, a whole lasagna. It's probably heavy. She's got to lift it up over her head. And they don't want to be digging through this huge lasagna on camera. But I noticed it. And I did not appreciate that there was not real lasagna. It's funny. I didn't notice that until like this rewatch. They're like, oh, hey, that lasagna sucks. <laughs> maybe we watched it hungry. That's maybe. Why. Maybe. <laughs> so no hard bloopers yet. We're going to get there. I think this is, again, like we talked about our last episode. You don't really see bloopers because they don't know that they're going to get greenlit. They don't want to keep too much stuff. And I think they're also working on a lot of kinks in the very beginning of these series. So they don't keep a lot of their outtakes and things. Um, So we don't see hard bloopers, but I will tell you they're coming. I promise. And they're so funny. I, we do need to talk about what did not age well. 
Did you? you Do probably, you have anything from this one? I, you know, I think that there's not really anything from this one. I think that that's it. Yeah. Good and, job, friends. Woo, you got one episode and it's a test of time. Now, last episode, we kind of came across some things just in chatting that we weren't sure about. And I was driving home and I just kept thinking, where is Joey Tribbiani from? Because I swear, I was like, I do not need to Google this. I should know this. <laughs> yeah. it. Which brings back a, like, this is kind of a fun new segment of let me Google that for you. Do you ever have somebody that asks you like the most obvious question and literally they could get it by Googling? Yes. Yeah. Let yeah. me Google that for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll bring you the you answer. You lazy. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, we should know where Joey's from. And when you fa- find it out, you're like, oh, no doy. Yeah, I should have known that. No, he was not from Long Island. The other characters are from Long Island. Joey Tribbiani is from Queens. Queens. Woo-hoo. Yes. I actually went to Queens recently. Did you like it? Uh, I went there mainly just because I was dropping off a rental car. So oh. I don't really have any context, but I was there. Yeah. Have you been to any other place in New York? We went to Woodstock. And saw some friends. Cute. I love I love New York in general, but upstate, oh my gosh, absolutely gorgeous. Would go back in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Which and, means, was Rachel really a Jewish princess from uh, Long Island? This was really fun to research. So I actually found an interview with Marta Kaufman, one of the co-creators and writers of the show. And she is herself Jewish. And she reported that Rachel's actually the only true Jewish person because both her parents are Jewish. Now, I didn't know that because I assumed that Judy Geller was also Jewish. But according to her, only Jack is actually Jewish. Oh. So although Monica and Ross are really the ones who express their Jewish heritage on the show, it's really Rachel who is the true Jewish person. Very interesting. And you... I don't really feel like she ever expresses her Jewish religion at all. I don't think so. I I don't think we will pay attention to that, I feel like, and see if we see anything or hear anything. But she really doesn't. And did you know that there are two cast members who are actually Jewish in real life? There are. There are. That would be David Schwimmer. Okay. So casting him as Ross is... Perfect even more so. He embodies him. And Lisa Kudrow, who plays Phoebe Buffay. Did not know that. Had no idea. So you learn something new every day. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) All right. Next up, Fashion Watch. We've got some good ones and some doozies. this This was a good one. I liked this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think we both liked the white vest that Monica had. You could totally go into Zara right now and pick that up and probably get some pants that would fit just nicely. Really? hundred mm-hmm. oh, percent. Interesting. Yeah. And keeping with the vest theme, Rachel's jean vest in the opening. Love, Love that. It. The jean, everything jean, and you're still seeing so much overall action when mm-hmm. she goes to see Barry. I loved those oversized overalls for her and like the, what does she have? Almost like a little floral crop top thing underneath super cute and that is super back in style you can also get that anywhere pretty much but it's interesting that the vest though you would say that it's totally available i wouldn't have guessed that oh yeah oh yeah do you own a pair of overalls (laughs) 
Uh, I do, but they're uh, maternity overalls. <laughs> All right. So, yes. So, yes. I, I do. do not. Ah, come to the dark side. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> we do get a pretty ugly striped tie by Ross. Oh, God, that striped tie. Yeah. That drove me crazy. It's either like you love it or you hate it. Yes. With what they're wearing in these two episodes so far. Yeah, and, and maybe that's just because... It's such a long time ago, so it's not as nuanced and like, oh, that's kind of on the edge of fashion. Now that we look at it from a broader scope, you're like, oh, that, no. Well, just the fit in guys, in the guys' clothing in general, it's so oversized. Very. Or it's very tight fitting. Like, like Joey. Joey. Yes. Yeah. Show Which, us those muscles. <laughs> he looked good. I won't lie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're here at the end. Best friend and frenemy. Okay. I am going to say that my mug, my best friend, is going to Rachel. Wow. I know. I'm changing my tune from the last episode. And why? I think it took guts to go down and confront Barry mm-hmm. and give not only give him his ring back, but also wish him well to an extent until she called Mindy. But... That that took a lot of guts for her to go down and, and do and start on her, her own. So yeah, I will give it to Rachel. And I, we missed this, but one of my favorite quotes from this episode is when Rachel's on the phone at the end talking to Mindy, saying, oh, you know, heard about you and Barry and congratulations. And, you know, if you guys stay together and someday you guys have kids, I just hope they have his old nose or your no. Damn it. I just hope they have his old hairline and your old nose and hangs up the phone. And it's so good. Like in that moment, you're like, most people would just want to do that. And you did it, Rachel Green. I you love tell it. them. You get them, Rachel. Yeah. Who gets your mug? So my mug, it's got to go to Monica because I'm so Monica in this episode. Just, you know, sitting there taking it. Your kindred the relentless. spirits. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Poor Monica. I know. Oh, okay. The frenemy. Who is your frenemy? Who's taking your wind? Okay, so who's taking my wind is not one of the core fam, but it's <gasps> Barry. Cheater! I know, but he pissed me off. <laughs> like, come on, you're going to go to Aruba to, like, loser. Okay. If I know I cheated, but you cheated. Sorry. It's okay, though. <laughs> I'll accept you for who you are. I... I would choose Barry too if if I had known we were <laughs> going know, outside the court. If you core. know the rules were a little bendy, <laughs> I would have chosen Barry because he's a jerk. And yes. seriously, okay, Rachel Green, yeah. How in the world would you not like want to be with her? And then, oh, how would you not be heartbroken mm-hmm. that this woman left you? She's gorgeous. I, I don't know. I just think it's stupid. So yeah, I would say Barry. However, I did not know about the bendy rules. So I picked Joey. <laughs> the bendy rules. Is this two back to back where Joey's your friend of me? Yes, because I just still am not <gasps> connecting with him yet. Literally this episode, he had he yeah. was filler. He was no plot line. He was barely comedic relief. So sorry, Joey. It's not because I don't like you. It's just because you're not engaging with me yet. <laughs> yeah. He is just kind of like a little ornament. You know, Christmas is coming up. He's just like bing. He's pretty looking. Little ornament in the back. Yeah. With his tight shirts, he's pretty. Yeah. I'll so, take it. Yes. Well, 
We did it. Season one, episode two, the one with the sonogram. Any final thoughts on this episode since you ranked it a two? <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I promise it gets better from here. It's going to be a roller coaster ride this whole series because that's just how Friends is. That's just how it is. Well, thank you so much for listening, you guys, to the Pivot Podcast. Pivot Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us um, on Instagram at the Pivot Pod.